Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It started with Peggy, someone with Alzheimer's who never knew my name and who I companioned at her nursing home residence for 22 years. Her influence in my life and the values I received from growing up with grandparents living in our home are the guiding forces in my love and advocacy for the Alzheimer's population. I am a newspaper columnist for The Advocate in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and the author of What My Grandchildren Taught Me About Alzheimer's Disease. And now, I'm launching a podcast. Hi, you're listening to Dana Torito, The Memory Whisperer. Join me in these podcasts as we engage in thoughtful conversations about Alzheimer's disease and other dementias. Hi, be ready to be wowed and be ready to learn the power of the word as I talk with Robin Moore, Australia's most in-demand female speaker on my podcast today. For over 40 years, she has been working in education, advertising, and the communication entertainment industry. She has unique skills with the power of the word, and her entertaining, inspiring, and thought-provoking presentations totally captivate her audiences at national and international conferences. Robin sells people back to themselves so they can recognize old habits and behaviors and take responsibility for choices which create the outcomes they want in their lives, whether personally or professionally. Audiences relate instantly to Robin's refreshing sense of humor, authentic Australian style, and her values around caring and compassion. She has been a national patron, a volunteer, and a wish grantor for Make-A-Wish Australia for 25 years and was the featured speaker at Australia's Alzheimer's Walk to Remember in 2011. At an Alzheimer's conference attendee, one person spoke about Robin. I was very moved by Robin's sharing about her mother who suffered from Alzheimer's disease. She shared with us what her mother said to her. I knew I'd love you. I just didn't know who you were. 
The words of Robin's mother are really profound if you think about it. The memories and some of the cognitive functions may be lost, but the love remains and is attached to the object of that love. Robin's unique skills as an educator and her powerful stories as a caregiver for her mom, her mother-in-law, and her dear friend resonate with caregivers, support staff, and stakeholders alike in the aging care service sector. I'm so honored to welcome today Robin Moore, an educator, voiceover artist, and entertainer who will inspire and make you smile with the power of her words. Welcome, Robin. So I'm so happy and thankful to have you here, Robin, on this podcast, and all the way from Australia. <laughs> We're quite quite uh, some hours apart right now. So I guess to start off, I read everything you do. You're an entertainer. You're a voiceover artist. You're an educator. And you make many presentations about aging and um, aging care. What's the most important advice you give to the aging population? Oh, Dana, it's um, it's about seizing life in all of its dynamics to be right here now and every second. And I don't know whether your audio can pick up these yes, the in my fingers, you know. And yes. every time I'm in front of an audience, to say, you know, this this is it. This is your life. These are the precious seconds of your life. Come back! Oh, I oh. love that one. And and it's gone. And, you know, with dementia and, and Alzheimer's and when we're caring for loved ones, it's uh, such a reminder and it's a gift. I saw my mum's dementia as, as a gift because it woke me up to every second because uh, we were g- trying to grab hold of them and they had more intensity. So um, that's the message I want to give to everybody is to be in those seconds. And often I'll run into people after the conference and they'll just click their fingers in my face and you know that they got that distinction that this is it, this is now. Tell me about your personal journey as a carer. I know some people say caregiver with a loved one with dementia. Uh, Yeah, well, um, I had been a kind of carer for my mum-in-law for 20 years. Um, She had just a slight disability, but when her husband passed away, she actually had this shift uh, where she wanted her sons back and it was quite a challenging time from being the most amazing mother-in-law to being one who became uh, somebody who was saw us as an enemy. Um, and so she lived with us for almost 20 years. So that was one kind of uh, caring responsibility where I virtually had to give my husband t- to his mum and manage the dynamics of that. So that was one type of uh, caregiving, you know, and being able to surrender and understand and love and um, and grow. And at the end of her life, uh, I was very complete and was able to say thank you for being the best mother-in-law in the whole world. Oh. Um, because she taught me backwards. As tough as it was, she taught me to let go of my son's and not have them as my babies. You know how we, you, you'll get people say, this is my baby, this is my <laughs> baby, and I'm standing in front of a six-foot-four man and I think, my goodness, it must have been hard to give birth to this baby, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let them go as men. So from the age of about 16, we called our two sons our men, not our boys, not our babies. And that was the gift she gave me. So when my mum was diagnosed with uh, dementia, um, 
that who was, was a, first? Was that your first experience with your mom, or who was first? Yeah, my mom was the first. Yeah, dementia um, person, and um, she we, she didn't sort of show up with any dementia. She was very clever at masking her symptoms, and would have little pat questions. You know, how's the family? How are you going? Where are you living now? And we just didn't pick up on it until one day she threw a barbecue, and some people were there, and they came over and said, um, "Have you had your mum tested?" for Alzheimer's and we said why you know we were most offended and they said because the sausages have little white dots on them which indicated she'd been freezing them and defrosting them and freezing them and defrosting them so she had issues with food management and we didn't realize because we used to take mum out all the time to give her treats and uh, she lived alone she lived lived alone alone. yes Mm -hmm. And um, so that was the first indicator. And my sister and I, uh, with the seven years between us, we've had different lives, but in that moment the gift was that we were going to care for mum together as sisters. So my my sister had her husband build a, a lovely cottage on her property. She became the primary carer. I was the secondary carer. So whenever I was home from my travels, I'd pick mum up and take her to our place so that my sister had respite. And the journey was absolutely wonderful. You know, we, uh, my husband and I were watching a 60 Minutes program where there was a man who was caring for his wife who had dementia. And the reporter said, oh, you're so caring, you're so loving, you're so thoughtful. And he said, no, I'm not. I'm <laughs> just a promise keeper. Oh. Five words, I'm just a promise keeper. And my husband mm-hmm. and I cried because mm-hmm. we've been married 50 years, but um, we, you know, cherish that we are wife and husband. We don't say partner and all of that. We are wife and husband. And um, then we became a deeper connection with this promise keeper. We're promise keepers. So my sister and I became promise keepers for our mum. And I share that when I'm talking to groups of people uh, in Australia, I'm often asked to speak to people who've just been diagnosed with dementia and their carers. And I always ask for them to be in the same room together. And my clients are a little bit wary about that. Don't you want them to be separate? I said, no, because they've only just been diagnosed. So this is the time where you can embed the most important aspects of this whole journey. So I say to the people with dementia, look at the carer next to you, your loved one, the person who brought you here. They love you so much. They are a promise keeper for you. And they're going to be there through thick and thin. And this disease is going to diminish your memory. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. That's the nature of it. So could you thank your loved one now? Ugh. And it's so, oh, I mean, I'm crying, oh, sharing the story. I'm, I'm well enough too, my goodness. <laughs> and in the room, you see these people turn to their daughters and sons and they're hugging and that embeds then for the carer. And I say to them, you know, will you please tell your relative, your loved one, that you are going to be the promise keeper for them. And um, it's, it's, it's really powerful because the road is rocky. It's hard. It's really hard. Um, so, you know, at the beginning, uh, my sister and I did all these joyous things with mum. We celebrated her bliss. We took her out. We went on cruises. We did all sorts of things to actually have her just enjoy and savour every second. But then she went into a paranoia phase, which was oh. very 
where she was saying, you know, what have you ever done for me? And um, mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> and, grateful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I've done a lot of transformational work where I don't take those sorts of things personally. I was able to watch that comment. And for anybody watching who's a carer, this is your defense. This is your armor. Watch the comment come out of your loved one's mouth like a spear, but don't have the spear come into you. Have the spear go bypassing you into the wall behind you so that you can go, oh, that was an interesting one. And that's not my mom or my dad or my auntie. That's that's the disease right. speaking. What a great so image you, to refer to. Yeah, so that you can disassociate yourself from the hurt. Now, my sister couldn't do that, so she um, spun into quite a lot of despair and um, her wellness was affected as a carer um, and she became very sick and sadly my sister um, passed away after mum mum died. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, you know, but that's I really am adamant that carers get that distinction, that this is not personal. Um, so that's, you know, that's something to hold on to from this talk to just every time they say something like that, it's, it's the disease speaking. It's not them because they will come through that paranoia mostly. And then another type of them will be revealed. Um, so I mean, mum lost her tact button during that period. So she, this kind, beautiful woman who had 15 hairdressing salons, two boarding houses, four restaurants, did houses up and sold them, was Australia's first female real estate agency manager in Australia. Wow. Um, w- w- would look at people in a restaurant <laughs> and say, look at the backside on that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or she'd say, that nose and poke your eye out, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> go, yeah, those filters get lost. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. 
Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But we had so many, so many tools that I want to pass on in this interview, if I can. Um, one rule that my sister and I had was to grieve incrementally. So every time mum lost something or lost a friend or couldn't remember this or how to do that, the rule was we had to ring each other immediately and then say, oh, mum couldn't remember Elsie today. And then we'd cry. So that by the time we came to mum's funeral, all the grieving had been done. And and there was just joy. There was just joy and celebration. You know, so that's a, a, another just a tip from experience. Um, celebrate the bliss, all of the things they love. Um, my mum, I took her to four conferences once and we were near a, a hotel where they did um, um, jet skiing. And my mum had always wanted to jet ski. Now, she was 80 with dementia. And I took her down to the jet ski man and I said, look, my mum's 80. Can you just take her on a little gentle putt, 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 putt ride? And he said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll let her tell me how fast we go. And mum got, got on the back and she was a road hog. She just obviously said to him, you gun it, boy. <laughs> and they just took off right down surface paradise. I lost sight of them. I suddenly thought, oh, my goodness, instead of the good daughter, I'm going to be the bad one who kills her mother and she'll be dead on the back of the jet ski. Rigor mortis will have set in and, and, and it'll be all my fault. But when she came back, they did doughies in the water and she was going, ooh, and <laughs> <laughs> And as she alighted from the jet ski, there was this huge smile and I have the most beautiful photo and she said, that was the best thing I've ever done in my life. You know, because when you're a carer, it's not about just caring. Sometimes we can stifle our loved ones by caring too much. It's more about enablement, enabling them to access all of their passions, all of their desires. You know, that lovely movie, and I'd recommend it, the documentary Alive Inside. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is, is the music. Profound. The music yes. will tap into memories. So enliven your loved ones. You know, what was their favourite thing? Mum never forgot the jet ski. I had a little toy jet ski at the nursing home. Every time I picked it up and showed it to her, she would say, oh, I'll never forget that. That was wonderful. So the Clark didn't grow on the jet ski part of her brain. I read a lot when you spoke at the 2011 Alzheimer's Association Conference Australia. 
And you said that there needs to be an appropriate balance of humor and compassion for those living with dementia, for their families and their caregivers. Can you explain a little bit about that balance? Yes. Um, you've got to have some um, support, some person who's the hole in the ground that you can whisper into. So my sister and I had that relationship with each other where we could just share. And it's not laughing at somebody, it's bringing laughter into uh, the moments. I mean, even that first time experience uh, to stop us being anxious with mum going to restaurants and pointing out people's noses along and all of that sort of thing, <laughs> I practised first time and would take mum out driving every day towards the end of her life to the same place. And we would laugh and we'd, I'd put on music that she loved in the car. We'd have an ice cream. We'd look at the yachts. We'd count the seagulls. We'd watch people load boats. Um, now, for mum, it was always, it was first time. And for me, I didn't have that anxiety that what's she going to say next? And so there was win-win for both of us. In my hectic life, I mean, as a speaker, I'm on about 160 flights a year. Um, to have those moments of respite, just being with my mom was absolutely beautiful, you know. You also said at that same conference to those with dementia, live with urgency before the emergency. Yeah. What do you what do you mean? <laughs> well, I've been a, a volunteer and national patron of Make-A-Wish Australia for 30 years. So we grant wishes for children with uh, critical illnesses. So life is right up in my face all the time. I'm, I'm living with life and death all the time. Um, and one of our wish children taught me to live with urgency before the emergency, and I'd love to share a little bit of his story. His name is Daniel, and he was 13, lived in Melbourne. His wish was to meet a famous English cricketer, but the doctor said, Daniel, your brain tumour is growing so quickly you won't be able to fly and you're going to die soon. So you'll have to change your wish. So he changed it to a shopping spree. And his mum has given me permission to share Daniel's shopping list. I wish for a dishwasher for my mum because she works too hard. I wish for a puppy for my sisters so they have something to play with when I die. I wish for bracelets for my mum and my sisters with my name engraved on them so that they don't forget me. And for my dad... I would like a ring with the words strength and courage engraved on it. I would just like a hammerai. And on the morning of the shopping spree, he was so ill he could hardly move. And he said, I'm going anyway because I don't know how long I've got to live. And they bought all of those things. Mum didn't get a dishwasher. She got a barbecue and she cooks on it almost every day. And, um, and two weeks later, I received an email from Make-A-Wish that just said, heaven was short of angels today. And I share Daniel's story in every talk I deliver, no matter who is in the audience. doesn't matter. I speak in every sector. So it could be engineers or doctors or teachers or farmers. And everybody has the same reaction you're having and I'm always having when I tell the story because he knew what the emergency was. So he was living with urgency now. He was loving, you know, for his mum. He, he, he gave her appreciation and, and respect and, and acknowledgement 
um, you know, with the dishwasher, um, which became a barbecue. Um, <laughs> he, he brought joy and love and fun to his sisters with the puppy. He c- captured memories with the bracelets. And, um, and he gave his dad strength and courage because our dads, I think, come into the world with two words tattooed on their forehead, and that's um, provision and protection. And it's our dads who just crumble when their child has a, has a critical illness. You know, so he gave his dad that back. And, and, and Daniel has inspired hundreds of thousands of people with that story. And, uh, you know, you'll have teenagers go home and, and tell their parents, you know, thank you for getting the job done because a lady told me I was extraordinary today. Um, you know, and everybody grows up thanks to Daniel. So that's, that's the access, that's the doorway into living with urgency before the emergency. It's through Daniel's story. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
what is one thing or pearl of wisdom you could give to our listeners as we close? Yes, that first time, um, that is so important. Uh, it, it means that if you practice first time over and over and over again, that it's always first time, you have access to abundance. That's, that's the pathway into abundance. Uh, so if you practice first time, you'll be able to get an abundance of joy, an abundance of leadership, an abundance of friendship, an abundance of relationship, an abundance of pleasure because it's there all the time. I mean, I say to people, I don't care if you had a meeting with somebody at 9 o'clock and it was really fulfilling. Guess what? You can have another one that's fulfilling at 9.30, not, oh, no, here's another meeting. Oh, you know, oh, another phone call. Oh, another thing I have to do. So it's that shift. And and, and I'm really passionate about transformation where you uh, have a new point of view. You know, your Native Americans, uh, there was a lovely story I heard here on the radio about a medicine man who used to put the young boys in a teepee in a circle. And before they could emerge as young braves, you know, men, he would place a a feather in the centre of the circle. And one by one, each boy had to describe the feather from where they were sitting. And they would go right round the circle to describe the feather. And then they would move to the next place in the circle and describe the feather again. And so on and so on until everybody had sat in every position available in the circle. The feather did not become present, didn't manifest itself until every boy had sat in every different position. And that's the shift I'm passionate about where people, through stories, you know, the more we share our stories, the more you will have shifts in your perspective and see it from another point of view. And How do you keep the upbeat personality and how do you keep your joy (laughs) and and, and positive attitude? Well, um, I'm responsible for my purpose. I, I know why I'm here. And I don't want to spit or vomit on my purpose. It's a gift. I mean, I have a strong faith. Um, so I, I know why I'm on the planet. And every day in the shower, I I actually, you know, I, I say a little prayer and I actually put on my purpose like a coat. And I did an exercise once in a seminar where I was participating. And the exercise was to write down your purpose in 10 words or fewer. And it just came to me, my purpose is, in 10 words, to be an irresistible invitation to fully participate in life. They're the 10 words. And so I put that on in the shower, you know, let me be my purpose, to be an irresistible invitation to fully participate in life. So every conversation I have, you know, and I'm, if you put a Geiger counter on my chest at the moment, it'd be going, because <laughs> I feel the passion speaking to you. I'm looking at your beautiful face on the screen. I'm, I'm imagining all our lovely listeners to the podcast. You know, so this is like a conduit. This is a, this is a, a window to the world here. You know, and I could drop it. I'm 72 now. I'm in the quickening of my own life. So I'm living with urgency before the emergency. I've just had two friends, you know, in a month die, my age. Um, And so I'm learning from Daniel, 
to be that purpose right now. You know, so I'll, it can be, be love. It could be one word. I had a little boy. I said, which empowering word are you going to be as I finish my talk? And this little boy said, I have a word. And I said, what's your word, Lockie? And he said, life full. Oh. And I said, oh, Lockie, I love your word. Did mm. you just make that up? And he went, yeah. Oh. And I said, I'm going to steal that word and I'm going to give it to every audience I speak to because that is the most beautiful word. And I looked it up on Google and it was last used in the 13th century. But we don't use it anymore. We use life less. We don't use life full. So when my mum uh, passed away, we had some lovely, you know, sayings on her headstone. But uh, when my sister passed away afterwards, she was buried in with mum. So there was there were fewer spaces on the headstone and we had to have it redesigned. And so mum's a headstone on hers, it just on the top it just says Mary Elizabeth Wilkinson, life full. And oh, my sister how precious. Kay Marie Wilkinson Green loved. Oh, beautiful. You know, your purpose can be one word. Right, right. Can be love, can be respect, can be care, can be joy can be empathy, understanding, relationship, mm-hmm. freedom. Well, my power word is gratitude for uh, you and for being a part of this podcast, for being who you are and you're an educator, entertainer, voiceover artist, but that education you've given today and the pearls of wisdom are just such a gift to oh. the listeners. And I thank you for it. Um, I know those on this journey with Alzheimer's disease and other dementias will certainly benefit from what you said and um, the advice you gave them and recommendations. And thank you so much for sharing your mother's story and Daniel's story, because it sure can teach us a lot. (laughs) Well, that's it for us today. Thank you for listening. The Memory Whisperer is a production of iHeartRadio and the Seneca Women Podcast Network. It's produced by me, Dana Torito, in honor of Peggy and all those affected by Alzheimer's disease. I offer a special thanks to my audio editor, Blake Longlinay, and to Michael Andrews, a person with dementia who gave me permission to use his beautiful flute music for this podcast. For more information or to reach me directly, head on over to my website, thememorywhisperer.com. And for those struggling with a diagnosis, remember my motto, The more you know, the better it'll go. Blessings. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, 
iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.